The Southwest Airlines dilemma is just remarkable to think that. I mean, yeah, there are disruptions because of weather all the time and that sort of thing. That's to be expected in the wintertime. But when you get to the point when America is canceling 1% of their flights a day and oh, maybe Delta 9% and Southwest is canceling over 70%, something seriously wrong. Scott McCartney has covered the airline industry for a couple of decades anyway. Veteran of the Wall Street Journal, wrote the middle seat column for 20 years. Now he's a consultant and a teacher at Duke and our guest. It's good to have you with us. Good to be with you, David. So this is... I mean, I'm really surprised. This is just sort of the antithesis of Southwest Airlines and the credo about the, that ethos that they have of taking care of people. Um, it's got to be particularly painful. Yeah, I think I think it's very painful um, and particularly painful because it's not the first time they, they had a meltdown in June. They had um, some post pandemic meltdowns and and Bob Jordan had had publicly promised uh, we are ready for the holidays um, we're gonna we're gonna be able to handle this and, and obviously they they can't um, and I think there there are some simple reasons why this is happening um, and there are some really complicated long-term serious questions of just whether this airline has gotten too big to be manageable well and, and there's simple reasons I mean the weather for sure they had some logistical problems in Denver getting some supplies and I saw fog in San Diego but historically this has been the the different airline in that it's 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 more of a point to point rather than a hub and spoke airlines like like Delta or American is that the fundamental thing that needs to change well well I think that's one uh, big question that they face. When you have a hub and spoke airline, you can isolate the damage. You you can put a tourniquet on Chicago if that's where the, the trouble is um, and, and keep the rest of the system running. Um, and particularly with winter storms, you see them coming. You can get out of the way of the, of the snowstorm. Um, but with their nationwide network uh, where every plane is essentially flying coast to coast, there's no regional segregation to it, um, every plane could be affected by uh, what we saw was widespread weather, right? And and so they don't have a way to necessarily minimize the damage. Um, and they need to think about that. Maybe maybe planes need to be regionally, regionally based. Uh, maybe there are East Coast planes and West Coast planes or um, uh, North South or or, or something that would allow them to better handle big storms like this. I mean, one of the big challenges airlines face is with, with climate change, storms are getting more severe. Um, and at the same time, we see airlines with bigger and bigger networks um, through mergers. Uh, through Southwest now has almost 800 airplanes. Um, and, and with that, 9,000 pilots, 15,000 flight attendants, and they were calling in to get crew schedule changes. Uh, Southwest has always prided itself in the past on simplicity and simple systems and all. They need big technology now to manage this this airline, and they're really behind in getting those systems in place. You know, this is an easy thing for you and I to talk about today, but as I sit here, I mean, this is not something that can be done in – downloading a new program in three months or something we're talking about a fundamental change to a major organization that's going to take years isn't it 
Yeah, well, I think I think at least a couple years. Um, it's interesting with the cruise scheduling seems to be a big part of this problem. Now, as I said, it's not the only time this has happened in different causes. Um, but Delta had a similar thing in 2017. And, and what got exposed was uh, they were using um, phone phone lines and they and pilots and flight attendants couldn't get through uh, to get their new assignments. Um, and so it all got messed up. Well, they you can put in electronic communication systems where you can communicate with your crews much better. In Southwest case, they have, they have crews scattered all over the universe in in cities where they're not supposed to be, and and that's why they've had to shut down essentially for for yesterday today, uh, because they need to um, you know put the puzzle back together. And it's a to take a jigsaw puzzle with thousands and thousands of pieces, um, and moving parts, and rules on t when crews time out and all. And, and putting that puzzle together is enormously complicated. You know, the other thing that, that is being re-exposed here is the fact that we've allowed this industry to become pretty much of an oligopoly. Is that, yeah. you know, you have dominant carriers uh, in, in different regions. And if they fail, if they fail to perform, you don't have any alternatives. It's not as though you can just go over and rent from Hertz instead of, you know, Alamo. Yeah, no, that's true. And, and, you know, Southwest, to their credit, they've said they would pay for tickets on, on other airlines. Well, good luck finding a seat on another airline at mm -hmm. Christmas, right? Um, that I I think the industry, I think the, the government ought to take a look. I, I doubt that it'll happen. Um, but they ought to take a look at issues like how much reserve should airlines really have? How much cushion should be built in for disruption? Should they block some seats at holiday periods so they have room to accommodate people? And should other airlines, you know, what if Americans said, hey, we got an extra plane, we can move people. Um, all right, let's let's pay them to go do it. You know, what? but what I hear you talking about is re-regulation of an, yeah, of an no. industry that got deregulated famously. That, that's really true, but this is our interstate transportation system. This is what the public relies on to get home for Christmas or get to wherever they're going. Um, and, you know, because of what you said, that it has become an oligarch, uh, an oligarchy, um, it, it, you know, um, there ought to be certain levels of um, – reliability expected from uh, that the public could count on. Yeah. You know, I mentioned this earlier, but let me come back to it because you and I have watched this airline develop over the years and grow and grow and grow. Sure. And they kept that ethos uh, for people for a long time. And they were some of the toughest outfits to, to get hired into of any airline because they were so they looked for people that were empathetic and, and they rejected, you know, the this sort of iconoclast. And, and so this really goes against the whole nature of what that airline was built to, to be. Yeah, you know, and that and that's another fascinating aspect of this that, that, that you raise. Um, Southwest has 65,000 employees. They've hired 16,000 of those employees this year, yeah. more than uh, almost 25% of their workforce. And you know, with the way the seniority system works, on Christmas, 
the the experienced employees are going to be home and the new employees are going to be the ones working. So you had a whole lot of employees who have never been through this before. They don't have the experience with this. And I think that that is probably a factor too in this. Um, but just the, the challenge of turning over so much of your workforce and instilling that culture, which was so important at Southwest, how, how do you do that instantly? Um, and they're gonna hire a bunch more employees next year. It's, it's really a different company um, than it was even a couple of years ago. And my sense is it's going to be a different company a year from now when you and I are talking as a result of what's going on this weekend. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly right. And Southwest has really ambitious growth plans. And in, in five years, they want to have a thousand aircraft, a hundred thousand employees. I, I think, I think, you know, the really need to pause and step back and say, how do we manage something that complex? And do we really have the capability to do that? Um, maybe the, it's, we're going to find an airline uh, just gets too big. Uh, you, you know, 4,000 flights a day, they want to have 6,000 flights a day. Boy, that, you know, what happens when the next storm comes? Yep. Uh, and and, and your, your point about climate change and other things is it will be coming. Scott McCartney, uh, late of the Wall Street Journal. In fact, retired. You wrote your last comment almost exactly a year ago, right? That's a, yes, exactly. So he no longer has to sit in the middle seat. He can now sit up front when he goes back to Raleigh to teach. Good to have you with us always. Thanks. Always great to be with you, Dave. Thanks a lot for more of our conversation. Go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.